members of Mitch McConnell's own party tonight voicing concerns about his health. It comes as the Senate minority leader briefly addressed his second freeze in public during his return to Capitol Hill today. Now, one particular moment of my time back home has received its fair share of attention in the press over the past week. But I assure you, August was a busy and productive month for me and my staff back in the Commonwealth. And while the 81-year-old didn't give any details about what happened, the Capitol physician did shed a bit more light in a statement today, writing, quote, there is no evidence that you have a seizure disorder or that you experienced a stroke, TIA, or movement disorder such as Parkinson's disease. But these incidents have raised some questions about McConnell's health and his future as the longest-serving party leaner in Senate history. And here to talk about this and other things is Patty Davis. She's the daughter of President Ronald Reagan, and she's the author of the book Floating in the Deep End. Patty, great to see you, and thank you for being here. I, I, I want to get to your really fascinating op-ed uh, that you had recently in The New York Times in just a moment. But just to ask about what we've seen now with these two moments with Mitch McConnell that happened right in front of television cameras. What did you think when you saw him freeze in that way? Well, I'm not a doctor, so I can't I, I can't diagnose anything. But I think both both the situation with Mitch McConnell and with Diane Feinstein bring up, you know, things that need to be addressed and need to be discussed. Um, medical transparency with elected officials. We expect that with the president. So I, I don't know why we shouldn't expect that with other elected officials. And I think, you know, probably term limits is something for many reasons, not just age and infirmity, is something that should be on the table and be discussed. I don't think age itself um, should be the main criteria, because I, I would like to point out that Paul McCartney is 81 years old, and he's out, you know, doing concerts, and Mick Jagger's 80. So age is not always you know, the one barometer that you can use. Um, yeah. Right. I, you make a, a, a really interesting point. I mean, your father, Ronald Reagan, was 77 at the end of his presidency. President Biden mm -hmm. is now 80. If he serves a second term, he'll be 86 at the end of that term. Nikki Haley, who's running for president right now, she says uh, that she doesn't think that Biden can finish a second term. What do you think? I mean, should he be running for a second term at the age that he is? Does it matter? Well, I mean, he seems pretty together to me. And where's how is Nikki Haley capable of saying that? And by the way, Nikki Haley also made a comment a few days ago, saying that the Senate is a nursing home for privileged people, which is a really mean thing to say. You know, I just think it's really sad that cruelty has become currency in our political landscape, right? Those are, those are both kind of mean things to say. And what is the point of that? Right. It is it is a good question. Uh, look, you wrote this really fascinating piece that I mentioned earlier about Senator Dianne Feinstein, whose health challenges uh, have been really out in the public. She has had these moments after an illness where she seemed confused and disoriented in the Senate. People are actively asking her to leave her office. 
What should families do when, you know, perhaps there's evidence of serious health decline while their loved one is in a position of power? You know, it's really complicated, and that's why I wanted to write this piece, because um, losing someone to cognitive impairment, no matter what the cause, whether it's dementia or encephalitis or a brain injury, it, it's like nothing else. Um, that person becomes unrecognizable, and you're mourning that you as the caregiver and the family members, you're mourning the loss of that person in ways that we usually do after someone dies, but that person is not dead, they're physically here. So it's very complicated, and I wanted to illuminate what caregivers go through. She, she's obviously a very public person, but there are people in, in living private journeys by the millions who go through this day after day, you know, and and I think don't get enough attention paid to them and don't have enough advocacy. So that's that's why I wanted to use her experience to um, to illuminate that. But just to make one other point, you you can't you can't. It's not so simple as to say to someone, "I'm sorry, you can't work anymore," <laughs> right? Hmm. It doesn't. That doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Um, it, people want to stay with what's familiar to them. And I don't think that's a cognitive thing or an intellectual thing. I think it's a primal thing. This is where she feels rooted. This is her life, you know, and she wants to and she wants to stay with that. Uh, pa Patty, can I ask you this? I mean, when your father was serving as president, uh, th there were questions later about whether perhaps he was showing symptoms of Alzheimer's while he was still in office. And it, it just makes me wonder, how does... How do you handle that? Uh, is there a way to handle it if you don't know if there is decline, but you see just things that are troubling if you, in your, the case of uh, Diane Feinstein? Well, what we've seen in Diane Feinstein is not anything that we saw with my father when he was in office. So, um, you know, people are going to have the opinions that they have about, about my father. I, I do not think that he was exhibiting symptoms of, of Alzheimer's when he was in office. Um, you know, it started when he, when he, actually it started when he fell off the horse and had a brain injury, which mm -hmm. is often how uh, dementia announces itself with a head injury, oftentimes with anesthesia. So um, I, I do not think that that, yeah. It's about that he was ill when he was in office. Well, a really fascinating discussion with you, Patty Davis, and a great uh, op-ed that you wrote in the New York Times. Everyone should go and take a look at it. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you.